Welcome. In today's session, we have a special video. As a result of being the first part of the year, which is tax season, uh, we've decided to put together a video on whether or not the non-custodial parent can claim the child's on their tax return or children. Now we've received many questions on, is this possible? And so we've put together this special video in order to answer some of those questions. Uh, this is a question that comes up often this time of year, uh, and both for folks that are on the child support program, which is a non-custodial, as well as those that are not on the child support program. So this is for an audience of either uh, the non-custodial with or without a child support order in place. Let's get started. Here on the screen is the form, the IRS form called the 8332. This is the form that you use that the custodial parent would use to allow the non-custodial parent to claim the child for that specific tax year. And so this is what our, video, our special video is about. Hello, my name is Chris, and in this session and on this channel, we always compare how the child support program comes into conflict with uh, your, your rights, whether federal or state. But in this session, we're going to discuss how you have the opportunity as a non-custodial parent to take advantage or at least be allowed to claim the child that you are not in custody. Let's get started. As always, we have our non-lawyer maxim, which is we teach you the case laws or reviews for your specific case. And in this special video, uh, we will talk uh, about the folks that are on the child support, which are men on child support, as well as those that are not on a child support order, but they are considered a non-custodial parent. We also have this disclaimer, this session, special session, is about tax advisory. And so we have a disclaimer that says, we will cover the general provisions of this particular tax uh, strategy, but in no way are we providing accounting or guidance. We recommend and we strongly suggest that you review what we've covered in this video with your accounting advisor or your tax advisor for more specific details that fits your situation. So in this session, what we're going to discuss is five things. Uh, we're going to start off with, we'll describe the 8332 form, also known as the release or revocation of the child exemption for non-custodial parents. We'll look at and review the case law surrounding uh, this process, which is an IRS process. And the, the most recent decision is DeMar versus Commission of IRS, which is 2019. Next. We'll look at the benefits. What do you need to know? Well, initially, uh, if you do have a child, the non-custodial parent can claim up to $2,000 in child support and a little bit more. We'll cover the recent development regarding jurisdiction for the child support. And finally, we'll look at how to introduce this process into your court case, if you have a court case. If you don't have a child support court case, then uh, this part of this, it'd be good to hear what happens. We have a section called call to action. 
where at the end of this presentation, this special video, we will walk you through, if you have a court case, how you can introduce this to help resolve some of the financial issues with regarding taxes. So we start off with that child support is a business. It is a private business uh, as part of the Social Security Administration. It is a $28.5 billion business in 2018. And according to their own work, they said they paid out $27.4 billion as part of their child support collection process. And of course, uh, $28.5 billion minus $27.4 billion, there's about a billion dollar difference there that goes to the, to the child support agency. 45 CFR 264.30. We've said on this channel that all men are enrolled in the child support program, except many do not have an active case. And that is this, that is uh, this section of the statute. It says the state agency must refer all appropriate individuals in the family for whom paternity has not been established or for whom paternity has been established and a support order is in place. Here we're asking for those of you who are viewing this video for the first time or those who have reviewed other videos on our channel, we are asking that please subscribe and hit the notification bell. Yes, this is a shameless plug, but it doesn't cost anything to uh, subscribe. As well as we have future videos we'd like to release, we want you to be notified immediately. So let's start off with the case law surrounding the 8332 form and tax. So this is a recent case law from the United States Tax Court, and it's DeMar versus the Internal Revenue Service. And here, the courts decided in 2019, what are the guidelines to allow a non-custodial parent to claim the child on their tax return? Let's look at the form itself, the 8332 form. It's called the Release and Revocation of the Claim for the Child from the Custodial Parent. So on the screen, I have the upper part. There's three parts to the program where you complete the information. So to start off with, you include the father's name. Most of the time, the fathers are the non-custodial parent. Um, so that's why they go in the non-custodial parent. Then you put the social security number there in the top right. Then part two is where the one who has uh, custody, usually the mom. And here on the screen, I put Jane, mom, doe. And here in this section, she agrees not to claim the exemption for the child. So I'll repeat. This is a section where she claims she not have the exemption for that child. And she's allowing the non-custodial parent in which to claim the child. So we complete the name, uh, mom. Then you put the tax year in which that this form is being completed, as well as the uh, custodial mom signs the document, her social security number goes on there, as well as the date in which the form uh, basically was uh, signed and created. So this is where the exemption where, again, 
mom or custodial agrees not to claim the extension, which is part one. Here we are in part two, where this is where uh, I agree not to claim the extension again, mom, but now we're going to specify the years in which that the custodial parent will not claim the son or daughter doe. And I put here, uh, you know, daughter dose and son doe. So for the tax years, you could put multiple years. You could put uh, uh, here on the screen, I have 2022, uh, 2023, as well as 2027. Could you gap the years? Yes, you can have a gap in the years. You can select. So this is where you specify the years. So it does not have to be chronological. It could be every other year. Again, it's the agreement uh, between the custodial parent and the non-custodial parent. And of course, uh, we finish this off with the signature of the custodial mom and her social security number, as well as the date in which the agreement was signed. Again, here is where we're specifying the years of which you're allowing the exemption to the non-custodial parent. We're now at part three, which is what is called the revocation of the released. Now, this section is if the, if the custodial parent allow the non-custodial parent to have, let's say, certain years, the mom or custodial can revoke one of those years or many of those years or all those years. So in essence... The, the custodial parent can release the years in which that the, the dad uh, can claim as well as revoke. So this is one form that has both the release and the revocation. On the bottom or the back of the form, there's an entire section on what should the non-custodial parent do with this form once they have received it. There's other information here. And this is where we said you sit down with your tax advisor and go over the rules uh, for this program. Again, we're not providing the financial advice or tax advice on this. Please review that with your professional. So this brings us to what are the benefits or what do you need to know about Form 8332? Well, to start off with, it gives tax benefit, what is called a child tax credit up to about $2,000. There is also the additional tax, tax credit, which for those who qualify gives a little bit more, again, credit towards paying down your taxes. Also included is credit for other dependents. What that means is that if the non-custodial parent has another family and you've included that parent, which you don't have, that child, which you don't have custody in that, you can take advantage of the credits for the dependent care. The form also allows for what's called the optional. It may or may not apply. And again, this is where your tax advisor will help you with this. There's all the earned income credit, which are available to custodial parent. Uh, there's also the child-dependent care credit, as well as the head of household filing status. Again, review this section with your tax professional uh, to see whether or not you qualify for that. What that gives you is additional uh, funds towards reducing or even a tax, tax refund uh, for the non-custodial parent. 
in the past, all of this used to be handled under divorce decree or separation agreement. And it could be used at the divorce agreements and a separation agreement could be used as a substitute for form 8332, but this is no longer permitted. As we looked at the case before, uh, at the beginning of the video, the final ruling was made that you must use this form if the non-custodial parent wants to claim the child. Here we are now what is called delegation of authority. This is now the IRS rules. And this is a matter of jurisdiction. There are several areas in which child support has nothing to do with the IRS because the IRS did not delegate their authority to any other agency. And so let's compare uh, what happens in this case. Again, this video is a special video that covers both men who are on the child support program and those that are not on the child support program. 26 USC, which is Internal Revenue Code Regulations 1.1524, where the tax court did not want to get involved in what is called custody fights within the states. As you know, IRS laws are federal law, and that child support and custody issues are state control. And so the IRS did, want, did not want to get involved in that. So they created this section of the law, including other sections of the law, where regardless of who has custody of the child based on state law or based on their divorce decree or settlement, the IRS will allow the non-custodial parent with this form to claim the child. There's other provisions in the law that allow this. So this is a separate rule that the IRS has created under this provision. We have a video called Defend Your Rights. Uh, we ask that you review that video in terms of how to defend your rights within this IRS provision. Another area in which the IRS has their, dele their delegation of authority and no one else has that is the 1099 Workers Program. That is a, a federal, federal government designation and if you're in child support, it does not cover this category. In other words, if you are an independent contractor or a 1099 worker, you are not within the jurisdiction of child support. However, you can take advantage of this 833 form. Again, it's both for folks that are in the child support program and those that are not included or are not required to be in the child support program. We have a few videos on the 1099 program. Uh, we ask you to review those videos for more details. So why is this possible? Why is the IRS able to create rules that either circumvent or just not involved with the child support program? As you know, our government works on what is called the supremacy clause, which established that the federal uh, government rules and laws uh, supersedes that of state law, and state law cannot interfere with federal law. And that is a supremacy clause, which is Article 6, Paragraph 2 of the Constitution of the United States. What that means is that the IRS can set their own rules despite what the states want 
under the child support program. If you're not on the child support program, then this doesn't matter. But I wanted to take the opportunity to explain why this 833 form is allowed and why it does not matter what the states say about custody and all the issues surrounding custody in non-custodial parents. So here we are at what is called my opinion. Okay, this is all about the child tax credit for non-custodial parent. The advantage of this 833 form is that if you have young kids below the age of 16, that there's a good chance that you qualify for the child tax credit. And it's up to $2,000. It could be even more. And what this credit does, it reduces your income tax responsibility and some cases give you other benefits. So this is an excellent program in which if you're on child support uh, mail, you should look into to help reduce that tax burden. As well as if you're not on child support, this gives you an opportunity again to reduce your tax responsibility and your tax requirement. So here we come to what is called a blessing versus freestone. It's a famous case about child support. So now we're going to talk about the child support issue and the A33 form uh, for the non-custodial parent. The Title IV-D program was never installed to benefit what is called the mother. It says here that Title IV-D was never intended to benefit individual children or the custodial parent. And it was only in place just to assist the federal government in reimbursing the states. Next, if you've already filed your tax return and you need to amend the tax return and you decide that you want to give the non-custodial parent uh, what is called the claim that child, talk with your tax uh, professional. But we believe, and based on the, the ruling, of the Internal Revenue Service that you could actually go back a few years and allow the non-custodial parent in which to claim that child. Now, this is a great opportunity that if you missed, the, missed that, let's say, a year ago or two years ago, there's a possibility that you can go back. And this form on the screen is called a 1040X for amended return. Again, the details of this please consult with your tax advisor, but we believe there's an opportunity for you to recapture uh, the past years of claiming the child on your taxes. So here we are at our call to action screen. This is where you now introduce this 833 form strategy into your court case, either by a petition or a motion in the courts. And it doesn't matter whether you're divorced or unmarried, uh, whether you're on child support or you're not on child support, you can start this process now. Uh, again, this special video covers both. So knowing that this does not benefit the mother or the child and you want to introduce this to capture that, that child uh, tax credit, you can sit down with your professional tax advisor, accountant, work out the scenario to see if there is a benefit or not, and then you can bring this evidence into your court case. So where does that leave mom since 
the mom or the custodial parent has to give permission. Well, you can present this knowing that Title IV-D does not benefit the mother or the child. You can introduce this without involving mom. You just have to get the courts to agree that it's okay for mom to go ahead and sign the form. Obviously, if mom objects, that that's a contention for the court, but at least you have an opportunity to take advantage of this, knowing that mom in of itself is not a party to the, to the Title IV-D program. And the idea for introducing this special video is to reduce the financial burden on the family. That's the purpose of this section. It's not so much whether uh, mom is right or the dad is right. It's that let's find out what's in the best interest of the child in terms of the financial burden on both parties. So here we are at the end of this special video. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to review this and this specific program that allows a non-custodial parent to claim specific years uh, for the child that they don't have custody for. Again, the custody questions are for state matters. The IRS will allow the deductions uh, regardless of whether you're the you know, custodian or non-custodian. We also ask for you to subscribe to this channel. We will bring more videos. We'll do more research. Now, while we're doing research and that takes time, we're asking for a small donation, a small gift in the amount of $25 to aid us in that research. So we're at the end. And on the screen, uh, we have videos we'll, we ask you to, uh, to review. Again, this special video was... How can a non-custodial parent claim the child on their tax return uh, for better financial security? And again, thanks. Have a great day.